welcome back to another episode of FNF Self Tapes. I am back today um, because the day I'm filming is the day that this releases. Probably going to be the only time that happens, but nevertheless, um, I'm here today to talk about the film El Mariachi, um, which is a Spanish language film from 1982. Um, this is Robert Rodriguez's first film. Maybe familiar with Robert Rodriguez uh, from series such as Spy Kids. Um, he also recently uh, has done some stuff for Star Wars. Um, yeah, uh, really likes science fiction stuff, and he is just a a good director overall. Um, so I decided why not go back to his roots. I like to do this. If you can't tell, I like to watch. Uh, if I've never seen a director, like much of their work, or if I've only ever seen their popular work, I like to go back and watch their first movie. And it tells you, like, really a lot about who they are. Um, and it's probably, like, the most true version uh, of that director. I don't want to say true, but it's the most vulnerable version of that director, at the very least. Um, so, yeah. I wanted to go back and uh, just check this movie out because, one, it was 80 minutes long, and we always need a break uh, over here <laughs> um, because I knew do this a lot. I did cancel this past week of, uh, of FNF just because it was, it was just piling up, uh, and I, uh, I didn't feel like it, plain and simple, really. Uh, I just really did not feel like it, so... Um, so I just decided to move it to this next week, and, um, that will still be coming on Friday. Uh, Loving Vincent 2017, uh, a film that is entirely painted. Um, every single frame of the film is a painting that is then etched together via animation, uh, which is just absolutely insane as a concept, and then to actually have fulfilled it. Uh, is is pretty wonderful, and I can't wait to watch the movie. I still haven't seen it, but we should be filming that in the next few days, so I'll probably be watching it in the next few days because I'll be talking about it on Friday. <laughs> um, if you missed it this past Sunday at midnight, um, the uh, Greg and Jeff at the high hat, Greg and Jeff give the high hat. Um, came out um, last Sunday. They discussed UFOs um, and the implication of said UFOs, also known as UAPs, if you're uh, that kind of person. Uh, but I think it was a really cool um, introspective talk. And they don't really get much. They're not conspiracy theorists, so they're not really like diving really crazy into that. But they're just kind of talking like, well, if they are real, you know, what does that imply? It's more of the, the discussion. But if you enjoy stuff like that, um, definitely go check that out. Why did I just reach around like that in my head? Um, nevertheless, <laughs> uh, go check that out. Um, and yeah, uh, let's just kick into it. Get into it. Jump into it. Whatever they say. Whatever the people say. 
Um, so El Mariachi came out in 1992. I'm going to go ahead and do the credits now if you're new, if you're new to this. So El Mariachi came out in 1992. It was, uh, released by Los Hooligans Productions and Columbia Pictures. Uh, the runtime of this movie was 81 minutes. The writer of the movie was Robert Rodriguez. The director of the movie was Robert Rodriguez. The editor of the movie was Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> um, the music on the film was done by Eric Guthrie, Chris Knudsen, Alvaro Rodriguez, Cecilia Rodriguez, and Mark Trujillo. Uh, the camera work was done by Robert Rodriguez. And the stars of the film were Carlos Gallardo, Consuelo Gomez, Reynal Martinez, Peter Marquardt, and Jaime de Hayo. Sorry, Jaime de Hoyos. De Hoyos. I'm not good at Spanish. However, um, I do want to say, incredible undertaking from Robert Rodriguez in this film to have done so much. He also would produce on this film. He also would edit the music on this film. Did a lot. Um, more than most people do on one film. Um, and he basically did everything. Uh, so shout out to him for getting this done because that is incredible <laughs> to, to be balancing all those things. Being a writer and director, I think is a lot easier because you know, you're interpreting your own words, but, um, anyways, not going to get into that. Um, so I have the plot next and the plot of this movie is as follows after breaking out of jail in a small Mexican town a ruthless criminal nicknamed Azul ventures off with a guitar case full of weapons and vows revenge on the local drug lord Moco who had him arrested in the first place Meanwhile, a young musician arrives in town carrying his own guitar case which contains his signature guitar. He hopes to find work in the town in order to pursue his dreams of becoming a mariachi like his father. From the confines from the confines of his heavily of this heavily wait, we're gonna run that second paragraph back real quick. From the confines of his heavily guarded villa on the outskirts of town, Moko sends a large group of hitmen to kill Azul. They are told to look for a man who is wearing black and carrying a guitar case, but because the mariachi also matches this description, the hitmen mistake him for Azul and start pursuing him. Only Moko, however, knows Azul's actual face. Uh, the mariachi is then forced to kill four of the attackers in self-defense after being chased through the streets. As the mariachi uh, seeks refuge in a bar owned by a beautiful woman named Domino, he quickly falls in love with her. Unfortunately, Moko is not only financing the bar, but also has romantic interest in Domino. Bom, bom, bom. When Azul visits the bar for a beer and information about Moko, he, re he accidentally leaves with Mariachi's guitar case. Moko's thugs capture Azul on the street, but release him when they learn that the case he is carrying contains only a guitar. A short time later, the Mariachi is captured and take it to Moko, who identifies him as the wrong man and sets him free. Meanwhile, Azul, who has no directions to Moko's home, takes Domino with him and orders her to take him to Moko's, or Moko will kill the Mariachi. Domino agrees to save the Mariachi's life, 
when the when they arrive at Moko's gated compound, Azul pretends to take a Domino hostage in order to gain entry. Moko soon realizes that Domino has fallen for the mariachi, and in a fit of rage, shoots both her and Azul. Suddenly, the mariachi arrives to find the woman he loved gunned down. Uh, sorry, the woman he loves gunned down. Moko then shoots the mariachi's left hand, rendering him useless as a guitar player, and proceeds to taunt and laugh at the mariachi. Overcome with grief and rage, mariachi uh, picks up Azul's gun with his right hand and kills Moko, avenging Domino's death. Moko, surviving henchmen, see their leader dead, walk off, walk off carelessly and leave Moko's body and the wounded mariachi behind. Mariachi leaves town on Domino's motorbike, taking her pit bull and her letter opener as mementos of her. His dreams to become a mariachi have been shattered, and only, in protect only his protection for the future are Azul's former weapons, which he takes along in the guitar case. He rides off into the sunset. Um. And that is uh, El Mariachi. Um, this movie was very, very interesting from the get-go. It was, uh, super cold open. Um, very few lines kind of just sets the whole stage for this to be like a really, um, like a really, really solemn movie. Uh, and then it really kicks into high gear and it, hits levels of absurdism that I haven't seen in a pretty long time. Um, it's almost like a, a, uh, it's almost like a movie that is mocking action movies from the 1980s is almost what it feels like. Um, because there's just so many times where the movie kind of just like devolves into, from being this really serious movie where, you know, like fucking 12 people have died. <laughs> uh, and it turns into like this zany kind of um, more pop version, you know, of, of the movie that you were watching is what it feels like. Feels like a, it just kind of pops in to a different movie at a certain point, and that's kind of interesting to me. Um, that is something that is recurring throughout the movie. I have to sneeze. <coughs> Hopefully, I cut that. Anyways, um, ah, excuse me. Okay. So the themes for this movie, moving on now, uh, the themes for this movie are uh, beauty of simplicity, I have chaos, convention and rebellion, I have dangers of ignorance, I have death, I have destruction of beauty, I have disillusionment and dreams, I have fate and free will, I have losing hope, I have loss of innocence, I have lost honor lost love, and then I have oppression of women, and then I have uh, power and corruption. So, um, kind of a short list of themes. I couldn't really find 
looking through a list of themes, I couldn't really find stuff that um that really fit perfectly. Um, you know, so I didn't want to just have them up there and give off a false impression. So, um, there are, there are probably more that could fit here. Um, you know, they just weren't a hundred percent. They didn't feel right to include. Um, but nevertheless, this movie is still for 80 minutes, uh, gives you a full movie, uh, that you can feel like, wow, that was awesome <laughs> at the end of it. Um, and I think that that type of surprise is what uh, is very endearing about this movie is that you kind of um, is that you kind of get to the end of the movie and you're like, huh, <laughs> that was hot. That was actually pretty awesome. <laughs> Uh, not that you would think that it would be bad or anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to imply. What I'm trying to say, or I guess imply, is that, uh, you know, when you see first film, 1992, low budget, and it's 80 minutes, you know, you can either take that as, you know, the budget is really low, or you can take that as... I well, I guess if the budget's low, you kind of have to take it like that. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I guess more what I mean is you can take that as a sign that they had to limp to the barn with the film, or you could take that as a sign that it, they gave it everything they could, but they were only given so much. Um, and I, I don't want to say I was coming in with the former. I don't think that's. I don't think that would be right. But I, I wasn't expecting to like the movie as much as I did. Um, and I'm not crazy about this movie. This isn't, I don't, I like this movie a lot, but I don't by any means love it or, uh, you know, have that admiration for it. I have noted that I would rewatch this movie um, pretty quickly. Um, just a fun movie, honestly. It's just a really, really fun movie. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and jump into my thoughts since I'm already here. Uh, I know that it has a very ominous tone from the start, and it reminds me of an action movie from the 80s, but I kind of already touched that. It uh, it kind of also feels like a mocking of, like, 80s action movies, uh, in a way. Um, which I really enjoy. I Like, there's just certain parts where, um, if you've ever seen the movie Speed with Jason Statham... <laughs> there's parts where like he takes methamphetamine speed and uh and he, he has those like super uh sped up scenes or i guess even you could even think of mad max fury road or not fury road but mad max um the original mad max is when they had the the really high frequency um action scenes jesus christ action scenes um in especially in road warrior and in uh thunderdome in those those chase scenes where they had sped up the chase scenes because they couldn't crash the cars um when they couldn't put that much like wear and tear on driving the cars either so they had to like um preserve the cars in, in, in a way so they were only driving like 50 60 but they sped up the 
uh, they basically fast forward the um, the shots, and they do that here, and I think it's uh, really really effective. Um, and you know, they they also plug in well Robert Rodriguez. I don't say I say they, but it really is just Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez chooses um, anamorphic lenses and uses them for POV shots, and that's pretty cool um, in certain points of the movie. Uh, the way that he uses them to, to wake up to the pit bull, um, have the main character, the mariachi, wake up to the pit bull in his face. That was pretty funny, um, recurring use of it. I'm pretty sure they used it on the turtle at one point. Um, it was used sparingly, and I thought that was a good choice as well. Um, but, uh, you know, the movie was just super zany. They had a lot of quick snap camera movement, and it just had an overall pace that uh, could honestly be compared to something like um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. That style of uh, just super-duper weird and poppy um filmmaking and at the same time having it uh also be like really spacey and um and wide shots out the wazoo while also mixing it with those really close-up shots and a lot of quick camera movement um I thought the score was really cool with the rock influence and the way they put that in. Um, the score was good throughout the whole movie. And it wasn't just rock either. I mean, there was obviously, you know, mariachi-inspired music. Um, I don't... Please don't kill me. I don't I don't know. That is not my culture, and I don't know. Uh, and I have not done uh, nearly enough research. I did just watch this movie, like, two hours ago. Um, so, so please, um, but I know that it's some music that, uh, that a mariachi would play. Um, I have the, I have a note here that says calling your ops to murder the hitman over the phone, uh, was hard. There's a scene early in the movie where a character Azul, um, calls character Mauricio, also known as Moco. Uh, and Moko had sent three hitmen to kill Azul, uh, in the prison that he was being held in. Now, these prison guards, uh, I don't know if you know this, in Mexico, uh, some prison guards will take money and kind of let you just run the prison, or at least that's what's being implied in this movie. <laughs> uh, nevertheless, um, Azul basically runs this prison, uh, and Moko's men decide, you know, uh, we're gonna kill this guy. So they walk in, give that prison guard money, and the prison guard goes, Man, I didn't see anything. And, uh, nevertheless, one of them gets shot, and then one of the three men, one of the three hitmen coming to kill him, gets shot, uh, by. Azul himself, and Azul puts them in a uh, a cell and actually locks them in it. And then he decides to call Moko and murder the three hitmen on the phone, over the phone. And he's like, hey, they have something to tell you. And then he shoots them. 
Um, some pretty wicked stuff, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be completely honest. I just, I'm fucking with that guy. I would, I would have sent the guy his money. I would have given up right there. So, um, yeah, Azul is pretty, like, that's, that's badass, man. I can't really, uh, I can't really, I'm not, like, I could never do something like that. And it would never be as cool if I did. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to highlight that because it was really fun. <laughs> fun. That was really cool, honestly. Um, really sold him as just a ruthless motherfucker. And then they continued that with the scene of him in the bar uh, where he's like, hey, man, can you, can you hold my guitar case? And then he's just like, bang, bang, and then shoots the guy who's holding his guitar case. And then... Uh, he just goes into the bathroom with a sawed-off shotgun, and all you hear is a bang, and he comes out, and you gotta assume that guy's dead, because that's a sawed-off shotgun. And those hurt. Um, jokes aside, uh, I actually knew. Not jokes aside yet. There is another scene in the same, or there's another part of that scene. Uh, well, I guess not really. It's I guess it's a separate scene. But there's a scene where the mariachi goes in before Azul goes in and kills all of the uh, all of the men that are sitting in the uh, in the bar, where he asks them to hold his. Uh, his um, guitar case that is full of weapons. Um, <laughs> he, uh, the mariachi goes in prior looking to find work in the town, uh, just kind of looking for somewhere steady to stay. And uh, he gets shunned away by the bar owner, and he's never really ever given a chance to speak. Um, but uh, he basically asks for work, and this guy goes, "No, I already have a, a one mariachi, and he's a full band." And this is one of the zany moments of the movie that I was talking about earlier, where <laughs> this dude st is sitting in the corner, like just pressed up against the corner, and uh, all of a sudden. He's wearing a sombrero. None of these guys are wearing sombreros, but this one guy is. And uh, he's just chilling in the corner. He gets up and he pulls some keys off the table and puts them in the middle of the room. And he is playing like sample music from the <laughs> from the keyboard and uh, playing like a whole song. And uh, And then he stops playing it and then puts it back. I swear, man, it looked like a TikTok. It was the funniest thing. Um, genuinely, like, if you like TikTok, I think you would like that movie because it has, like, that... Uh, people love to use that super fast-forwarded effect. It has a lot of that, and the, the comedy in it is, like, super out of left field. Um, so, I mean, if that's something you like, it's something I like. I like this movie a lot. Um... So, if that's something you like, then definitely watch this movie because it, it would be perfect for you. Um, I kind of just am putting that together as I'm talking, but like, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of just like TikTok humor. 
before, like way before, um, way before it existed, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, I, um, yeah, I'm kind of nailing all my points here in sync. I don't have many points left. I don't know how long this episode's going to be. We are going to have to hit a break in a second, in about a few minutes, actually, two or three. But, um, uh, this movie, I guess I'll just say this one, this movie is really silly and dark at the same time. Um, so it is, I do want to say that this movie is pretty violent. Um, so that is something that, that bothers you. I don't know if you would like it. Um, but I, again, I like that. So, uh, pretty fun movie for me kind of like checked all my boxes um i'm definitely gonna recommend this to my friends and i definitely would rewatch this movie and it's so easy to rewatch because it's fucking 80 minutes that's 30 minutes into the movie and there's 50 minutes left you know and you don't get a lot of movies like that and for this one to be as enjoyable as it was uh was you know a big plus for for me so um yeah, I think that's the movie's biggest selling point, if it has any um, huge selling points. Uh, I also have it noted here that the irony of the mariachi thinking that he was unlucky for not being able to find work is really hilarious uh, when you consider the fact that later on in the movie he's getting chased by four gunmen and he has to kill them all. Um, <laughs> I think that might just be like the... It might, it's a little unlucky. Uh, he does note his own unluckiness again, by he recalls it by the end of the movie. Um, so, you know, I don't think it's lost on him by any means, but um, just really funny, honestly. Just a, a really funny, zany movie that I enjoyed a lot. I, I really don't have that much to say about it. Um, I'm actually going to take an early break so that um, I can blow my nose and go to the bathroom. So I will be right back and stick with me, please, please. All right, I am back. Um, so there, there is one thing about this movie that I did want to address because it didn't really make sense to me throughout the movie, and perhaps I'm too dense to understand but uh there were there was one part or a few parts it was a recurring part where um the mariachi was having bad dreams um i don't know if this was maybe because he's a traveler and he doesn't get a lot of sleep or you know she has bad sleep uh or he just has nightmares some people just have nightmares but um nevertheless he had some pretty violent nightmares. Uh, so I really, you know, feel bad for the mental health of this mariachi. Um, that he has to go through all this stuff. Um, so, you know, just hope he got through that stuff. Uh, <laughs> really throw in some, some prayers up for the mariachi. Um, he loses his innocence in this movie. And that's really tough. Um, and the the actor playing the the mariachi gives a really good performance. 
The actor who plays Azul gives a really good performance, and also the actor who gives Moko, who plays Moko, uh, gives a, a really good performance. Um, I was kind of confused by Robert Rodriguez's obsession with, um, like, really zooming in hard on Consuelo Gomez's face, but um, so kind of just like took the emotion out of all of her scenes, or every time she was on camera. So I don't know if it was like something weird she was doing with her hands or I don't know what it was, but it was definitely off-putting for me or offsetting. And it just, I don't know. I don't want to say off-putting because that feels, that feels really harsh, but um, it was a little just odd. It was odd enough for me to notice. And I think that's, that's too odd. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, uh, but um one of the silliest things that happens in the movie is, and spoiler alert, if you don't want to know this, <clears throat> but there is one part of the movie where the mariachi is climbing up the hood of the car and uh, getting, there. there's two guns, sorry, I need to set this up better. There's two gunmen and they're in a pickup truck, actually. Uh, and one of them is sticking his head out the left side of the car and the other one is sticking his head out the right side of the car. Um, they are both like, like <laughs> they're like dramatically hanging out of the car, I should add. And, uh, the, the mariachi is running at them from head on. Uh, and he leaps up onto the hood of the car and he, he runs up the, uh, the hood up the cabin and then into the in the trunk of the bed of the car the bed of the truck rather um <laughs> so these guys turn themselves you can't see me uh you know go watch the visual on youtube but the guy on the right turns this way uh to his left you know towards where the driver would be and the the guy I might have a little squeak here, so excuse me if I do that. But the, the guy sticking his head out the left side turns his car to the right side. <laughs> and they shoot each other. Um, and the uh, mariachi ran down. the the Basically just ran over up, up and over the, <laughs> the car <laughs> and made the two guys shoot each other. Uh, it was one of the most absurd uh, things that I had seen in a, in a very long time in a movie, honestly. And uh, it was it was honestly hilarious. <laughs> this movie had me laughing while also having me entrenched in this like weird crime story. Not weird. I mean, it was a convoluted crime story, and then it came to a very convoluted end. Which I honestly liked. I enjoyed how it came to an end too. And I enjoyed that um, that it didn't end with a happy ending. Because I don't know that this movie necessarily deserved it being like, oh, hunky-dory, like, stupid bullshit. It didn't set itself up for that. And um, I'm glad it didn't cop out. Um, and it's, I guess that's the word. But, um, yeah. Just really impressed with this movie uh for the scale given the scale and given everything that um 
you know, about this movie. It was it was just really enjoyable. I, I can really say that. I'm honestly bumping my rating up from what I have it written down uh, because I just really like this movie. But <clears throat> what else is new? Actually, I might just stay. We'll see. We'll see when we get there. It fluctuates right until I say <laughs> the, uh, the the number, honestly. Um, doo, 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 doo. There was one scene, and there was another scene that was really funny where uh, Azul is walking one uh, away from these uh, gangsters that was sent by Moko, and they're questioning him. They think they have him, but they don't know that it's him. And they open up the guitar case, and they're like, if there's anything other than a guitar in here, you're fucking dead, basically. Uh, and then from there, they open the guitar case, and it is a guitar. Um, and it's because he had just walked into the same place where the mariachi had been, um, which was staying at Consuelo Gomez's house, Domino, the character Domino's house, uh, who is also funded by Moco. He was actually going there to look for her because he wanted to um, to get to Moko, Azul did, because he wanted to kill him. And so Azul is walking away from these guys because he's obviously not trying to get caught by them uh, because they will kill him. And um, it's just a really funny juxtaposition uh, when... Uh, they're letting him walk away now and they turn around and they see the mariachi with the case and they're like wait a minute and they're both wearing black and but this time the mariachi actually has the guns the other guy that they didn't know was actually the guy that they're supposed to be looking for who is Azul Uh, they just let him go scot-free and then they see the mariachi who they've already ran had like raw run-ins with and he now actually has the guns. Uh, and it's just a really sticky situation. And I, I love the irony of all of it. It's really funny. Um, and uh, it, it pays off really well, too. So I, um, I just really can't recommend it enough. I've said that a lot. So I'm going to stop doing that. Um, yeah, so I just have my last three notes. <clears throat> just say... Dialogue was written really well and had nice insights and callbacks. Uh, I also enjoyed the direction, shot selection, the absurdism carried the movie for me, and I personally just enjoy it so much more for that. Uh, and it's very easily rewatchable. So get on that, Bill Simmons. Um, and I think with that, genuinely, I, I don't I don't have much else to say. Um, let me try and just to make sure really quick that I got everything. Oh, the concierge was really funny. Um, the hotel concierge, uh, they gave him some TikTok speed, speed up scenes. And those are also really funny where he's like calling, uh, Moco like super quick, like right after the mariachi tells him something. Uh, those are always really funny. Um, I think there was like three scenes with him and he was funny in all of them. So hats off to that guy too. I could not, actually could not find him on IMDb. Um, I probably could, but, uh, I, I, I couldn't, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, 
but yeah i think i think now we just get into the list at this point uh and so i'm gonna do this go and then i'm gonna throw that to the full screen and throw that on the full screen okie dokie so i've got el miriachi here um <clears throat> now i'll just say it in my review i've got it as a 7.1 I don't know, you can even see me in the camera right now. In my review, I've got it as a 7.1. Um, and I'm contemplating throwing that to 7.2 or 3. But I don't think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to stick with my gut on this one. And I think me just talking about it and getting... I was getting myself excited about it, maybe again and who knows maybe i'll watch it later on and have a different feeling about it but um for right now i feel like that's i feel like that's a good place to be um yeah that's that's uh <laughs> pretty much a dozen honestly um yeah so that's all mariachi's episode um <clears throat> What do I gotta do now? You gotta listen to me plug shit. Um, so this Friday, I've got Zach, uh, my roommate, on to uh, review the animated film Loving Vincent that has a very unique art style of being entirely comprised of paintings, um, all done in the style of Vincent Van Gogh, who the movie is uh, plot is based around. Um, so all of that is very interesting. It's a murder mystery film done about Vincent Van Gogh in his art style, um, in an animation style that had never been done prior to it. Uh, so if that is something that interests you, go ahead and watch that movie. Uh, it's on AMC Plus, apparently. Um, I, I got a free trial through, you can get it through Amazon Prime, or you can get it through YouTube TV, or whatever else you have. Um, you could probably just get a free trial through AMC TV or AMC Plus if like the app if they have one. I don't, I haven't looked into it that much. I'm gonna use my YouTube TV seven day free trial, but uh, never, never, nevertheless, um, <clears throat> be on the lookout for that, um, because that'll be really fun. I think we're gonna have a lot of stuff to say because, um, the movie has a lot of big name actors as well um so that's just really cool honestly but um then on sunday at midnight we're gonna have uh, another episode of greg and jeff give the hi-hat they really don't tell me what the episode is about until they've done it so i won't know until you know um well i guess i'll know on like wednesday uh, so I can actually probably post a, a little thing because I run their Instagram uh, as their producer. I um, I do run their Instagram. Uh, so I can probably post something early in the week to let you guys know what it's going to be about. But those do premiere first on YouTube at midnight and then they are released on podcasting platforms after that around 1 a.m., but given that they don't really do much past an hour, 
um, even if they do an hour, or if they even do an hour, is what I meant. But, um, pushing past that, oh, <clears throat> this week, I think maybe Wednesday or Thursday, uh, we are going to be releasing the Basement Tapes, which is me and Trevor's new Whenever We Get To It podcast. Uh, it's going to come out whenever me and Trevor hang out and decide to do another episode of it. Uh, but those are just basically going to be me and Trevor shooting the shit on a bunch of things that we want to talk about. Um, so this first episode, we talk about the first episode of Secret Invasion. We talk about Starfield. We talk about um, work shit. Um, just riffing, man. Uh, those working class struggle vibes. Uh, if that's something you want to hear about, then <laughs> go listen to that. Uh, I gotta still finish the. Well, I think the logo's finished. I gonna. Pro- I don't want to try to probably polish it up, but um, yeah, I'm gonna make an Instagram and a logo and an intro, outro, and I already got the music, so that's pretty easy. My uh, my co-host for finding new films this week, Friday show, uh, Zach actually did the music for everything that Q Crew has. Uh, he has done all the music, so show him some love too. Um. Anything else? Oh, next week on FNF Self Tapes, we are going to be watching. I <laughs> wish I should have had this up. Sorry. Uh, next week on FNF Self Tapes, we are going to be watching Thirty Five Shots of Rum by Claire Denis uh, from two thousand and eight. So be on the lookout for that. That is going to be really fun. I love uh, Claire Denis' film High Life with Robert Pattinson. Uh, I am a small minority in that in that uh um realm that loves that movie but uh nevertheless i do love it so um be on the lookout for that and uh i think that's it i think that's it that's it okay um i got through the 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 horrible promos for all my other stuff (laughs) I hate it so much. I hate promoing my other things. Um, but yeah, follow us on Instagram. Follow Finding New Films on Instagram. Follow the Cucur on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Um, Twitter is dead. Uh, <laughs> go, go subscribe to the YouTube channel if you don't uh, subscribe to us there. Um, you can follow us here on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever the hell you're listening to this. Uh, but, um, otherwise, hope you guys have a great day, um, and goodbye.